0: So Craig says to me, hey, go record that uh, thing for the AfterTheWhistleShop.com. And I said, well, well, why don't we do it together? He goes, no, 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 you, you do it, you do it. He's like, and, and and hey, when you do it, make sure you bring a lot of energy, eh? Like, bring, bring good energy. And I'm just kind of like, what? Why don't you do it? So basically, here it goes. You wanted it, and we went out and did it for you. So go to after the again after the again after the again after the again, 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 after the This is our 300th show. You is it really? Yeah. It'll say episode 288 on the description but we've done we've done 300 that we haven't titled we did a couple other shows i can't remember the shows that we did that weren't titled but odds are they were unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) uh that's exciting that's cool yeah yeah uh so 300 episodes um speaking of unbelievable have you been following any of this uh submarine that took these billionaires down to see the titanic and there's a rescue mission out to get them this this submarine. So
1: are they? Are they? That is
0: controlled with a PlayStation controller.
1: <laughs> You'd be good at it. You could move those guys around, no problem. Uh,
0: so yeah. what happened? <laughs> the uh, you. I don't play. They video lost video.
1: control of the submarine, but they're. But I don't know a lot about it. But they're talking
0: about the air, the oxygen. They have that one they more have day on of air. The, They have more one day. more day. Now the I believe. Uh, I was just talking to my mom and dad about it because growing up, I was like a massive Titanic fanatic, okay? Like my dad and mom got me books and I think I even had a, a model of the ship. But anyway, so to me, this is fascinating because if I had that kind of money, I don't know that I would even do this. As someone who loves the Titanic and would love to see the wreckage at the bottom of the Atlantic, I don't know that if I had Terry Pagula's money, that I would spend two hundred fifty grand to get in this little rinky-dink fucking submarine. Have you seen the inside of this thing? Listen, there, it there is. Like a, there it is... looks like a cot pulled out on the inside of a of a big fucking beer can. That's what it looks like.
1: I would have you know Keep what, my
0: money, I'm out of here. There's all kinds, right?
1: There's all kinds that uh, that this is something that uh, really floats their boat. Pardon the pun, but um, <laughs> or doesn't, or, or doesn't. doesn't.
0: Orf can sinks their sub.
1: I am not getting in anything, anything like that. I was asked, like, would you, would you go scuba diving? There's not a chance I'm going scuba diving. There is no, unless it's in a pool that's only 10 feet. That's it. That's my scuba diving. I am not jumping out of an airplane. Would you skydive? No, I'm not jumping. Would you bungee jump? Hell no. I'm not bungee jumping. Okay. You want me to go in a submarine 13 what is it 13,000 feet below I don't even know where the Titanic is and I don't, I don't even know if that's the right number but I'm just saying there is zero chance that I'm getting zero chance that I am I wouldn't get in that submarine to close the door if it was on land I don't like being in situations that I don't have control of I am not that's just my personality I do not need to see the Titanic um but I can understand how people I can understand how a lot of people would I can understand how people are jumping out of planes and bungee jumping and all those other things but it's just not for me I I feel would you have
0: gotten in um like to go to Mars People are but like all these billionaires in- that are going up into space. As I was going un- Bezos, Jeff Bezos a had that chance. Thing. I'm going to space. The, uh, the guy from uh, Virgin Records, um, uh, Bronson.
1: Yep. Pier- yeah. <laughs> not- I was going to say Pierce
0: <laughs> Bronson. <laughs> Is it Charles? Charles Bronson. Yeah. No, what's, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know. I know uh, 12,672 feet is the Titanic. So you are. Oh, wow.
1: so I was like somewhere. I said 13,000. There you go. But
0: anyway, I, I, I
1: hope the best for, for uh, I, I hope the best for these uh, these people Bronson. that are in this situa- situation and uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, get these guys uh, back up.
0: It would be a great story if they recovered them, but I mean, it would be a life lesson if they don't. You know what I mean? More Sabre news yesterday, Greg. Zemgus Gergensen's back on a one-year deal, $2.5 million. Mixed emotions from the fan base out there on the return of Zemgus. I wouldn't say totally mixed emotions, right? I wouldn't say totally. I,
1: I, I would think there's, it seems like um, there is enough people out there that are very pleased to have Zemgus Gergensen back. The people that I've read um, on Twitter, okay, which are obviously we're all geniuses on Twitter, myself included. Um, but people that I have spoken to just literally in the last day, the last, you know, 20 hours um, talking about Zemgus Gergensen signing a one-year contract. It seems like the consensus to me that there's a lot of very happy people with um, with that signing. Your thoughts, uh, your thoughts on it? Because I... I don't want to put anything in your mouth.
0: You've been a very strong supporter of Zemgus. I had projected Zemgus Gergensens to be a much different player than he has been in the league. I don't know if he's been given a what? raw deal. I don't know why how Why is would... that? Why why do you th- why do you think thought... I think it's I think he's had in his time I'm happy he's back because I think in his time here I think he's had a raw deal. I personally do. I, I don't, don't think, think he's, he's at a raw ever, deal. I don't think he's ever... He's, been he's played all- on oh, shitty, me, shitty let me, teams. Let me finish. Okay, That's exactly ahead. my point. Sorry. That's exactly my point. He's played on shitty teams. So he's never really been given the opportunity to play on a higher line to to show his true potential. Like, we talk about Ivan Barbashev. Well, Zemgus Gergensen's, I think... Could be like a, you know how Zach Cassian was riding shotgun on on a line with Connor McDavid. I mean Zemgus Girgensons could have been that type of player on a line, like that complementary third piece, like a bunting to Matthews and Marner. He just oh, he just has never Jesus. been given. No, listen, he was a first round pick, and and he, he came here with a ton of potential. If you had asked me back when Zemgus Girgensons was drafted, would he be a career fourth liner? And I mean that respectfully. I would. The well, like last to couple see... years, he's not being paid as a fourth liner. Last well, he... couple
1: of years, he's making two and a two point two million dollars.
0: And I think that's. Fourth and liners I you know don't make And a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like that. But you know what? I didn't mind it because he does a lot more. But I'm happy he's back. I don't care about is the it, dollar. Is it a
1: shocking dollar yeah. amount? It's more than what I would have paid him. That's for freaking damn sure. But he's getting paid not just for the fourth line left winger. They're bringing him back. And 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 I and I've said this in the past. Would I bring back Zemgis Gergensen? No, I wouldn't. And I still believe that. That being said, am I unhappy that Zemgis Gergensen's coming back? And the answer is no. I'm I if I I mean, Kevin Adams, his staff, um, Don Granato, which they all are communicating. They they very much like Zemgus Gergensen. He's been here since he's, he's the longest standing Buffalo. State. He's a, he's a good great person. person. He's a great teammate. An older an older player in the team. He plays a role. He understands his role. Um, it's on a one year deal. It's on a one year deal. They have extra money to give.
0: Listen, away. if you pick up half his salary at the deadline, if things aren't going well for your team, and you move him to a playoff contender or a playoff team, I believe he'd be a rock star in the playoffs. I think he's that type of player. I think he fits that type of mold. I think it's his type of game. I think he's competitive. I think he's tough. I yeah. think he's skilled. Tough I think, meeting, I hard I think to play Zemgus is
1: on a well he's he's certainly not a fighter you've basically shown you that a guy who has 14 penalty minutes um on a on the year is certainly not an overly aggressive person which i would have liked to see someone that is a little bit more aggressive that has a little bit more
0: pop to his game that's just me personally okay you watch the special teams like a hawk Yes. And how is he as a penalty killer? I think he's team? a good
1: penalty killer. Like, I think he's a solid, he's always been a very solid penalty killer. The penalty kill in general was horrendous last year. It was terrible. It was, it, it you know, it was one of, one of the worst penalty kills in the league. I think they were, you know, easily in the bottom five of the league killing penalties last year that's not just one player you can you can take patrice bergeron put him on the buffalo sabers it's not going to take our our penalty kill from what is it 28th in the league or 29th in the league and boost it to 16 because one player no it's penalty kill is a collective unit between your four players and the understanding of do you want to be highly aggressive how do you, how is the movement on your penalty kill and identifying who you're penalty killing against? All these things factor in. Okay. I, the Sabres penalty kill last year was, it was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. It's not, it's not just the players that are on it. Okay. Now, I didn't like the players that were on it typically. Zemga Skurgensen being a player that I would have definitely want on it. But I mean there's 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 penalty killers in this league on defense and there's power play pl- players on on in the league. The sabres are not gifted with penalty killing type defensemen right now. Rasmus Dolen is an insane talent, insane talent. But is he a true? defender on a penalty kill can he play the penalty kill absolutely he can pay, play the penalty kill but is he the true defender rasm uh, owen power was a 20 year old rookie that played every single penalty kill is he learning how to penalty kill in the nhl he's penalty killed his whole life since he was a kid playing in toronto as a youth player he killed penalties there's a big fricking difference between guys on a penalty kill in the NHL and the yeah. skill set And, and the at mindset. that age
0: too in Toronto, when you're that, when you're that much of a stud at a young age as a defenseman, are you out there just to kill penalties or maybe even try to get a little offense, going shorthanded when you look at Braden McNabb.
1: Okay. And you look at, you look at the teams that, that flourished in the playoffs. When you look at Vegas Golden Knights who just won the Stanley cup, Braden McNabb, on our team would be like the, the fifth dis- defenseman hag white cloud. They're all big physical, strong defenders. They kill penalties exceptionally well. Okay. We don't have those guys. We had Jacob Bryson killing penalties. So I want to like go five,
0: seven, yeah, five, I eight. Go, I want to go back to Zemgus, which is where this conversation came to. And I, I so, and, and then we'll move on. If, if he leaves, you're, you're looking for the same type of player to to, to bring in anyway. You need another penalty killer because you're short on him already. You need another player that can play that role on the fourth line. You need a guy that can play center wing who's versatile, who, guess what? He can go up to the third, second line if he has to. Well, if you are desperate in a game and need a body or... Can you say that again, please? Because I wasn't paying attention. What'd you just
1: say? are you serious about no i'm dead serious fourth line center
0: fourth line center fourth line wing you want him to be able to move up he's he's a he's a utility guy where can i ask you a question yes
1: could zemgus gergensen play center next year why not can zemgus gergensen play center next year
0: yes because
1: i'm sitting there thinking to myself Kyla Poso, right wing, Zemgis Gergensen at center with Greenway on left wing. I think Greenway is still trying to work his way into what he is in this league, and he has not shown it. Big six-foot-six body. You know what? That's why That's why Minnesota gave up on him. They said, screw it. This is not what we were thinking he was going to be. He's still trying to find his game. Okay, I and like that line. I, I like the freaking line, too. Everyone's talking about, well, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with that? No, get Peyton Krebs off the fourth line and put him on a line that he can have a bigger opportunity to produce Do you offense. know what I like about
0: that line? All three of those guys, closest guy will absolutely be willing to go to the corner, and the other guys are absolutely willing to go to the front of the net. And they could all make plays. Well,
1: I mean, when you, I think- when you start to talk with Jordan Greenway, who apparently, from what I see and from what I've talked to other people about, he has not found his game yet. He does not know what type of player he's going to be. Now, here's the thing. Coming out of the National Development Program, okay, those are the most skilled kids in the United States. They all get put on one team and they all work to make these players better so they can move on to the NHL. Jordan Greenway Jordan Greenway was one of those players years ago. But Jordan Greenway once he got to the NHL his game had to change. He has to be a different player and utilize strengths that he has over other players that may not have his strengths and they have other strengths that are better than Jordan Greenway. But Jordan has to figure out what is going to make him the best player moving forward for the rest of his career, because his career's over and he still hasn't figured out what type of player he is. I know in his head that he thinks that he's, you know, I'm a top top two line left winger. I should be on the power play. I should be this. And I should be that The reality is. He's not. Yeah, well, he's been gifted something that not everybody has, and it's a big ass body that can skate like
0: the wind, and shoot and make plays. Like, do people just assume big guys can't fucking make plays? I I hate that this theory. Like, well, do you Kate see, Thompson's some of the plays? a big man, right, and he's figured out how to how to make plays, right. Just see, they people just see big and you know, physical, and they're like, Oh, that's all he can do. Fuck that, man. The guy's got hands, yeah, he's got really good hands. You are pretty so, much
1: on this team, it's very simple, you know, what the top two lines are going to be like. And I shouldn't even say the top two lines because you know, well, they, they, they're you have a very
0: filled up, eh?
1: You have a very clear number one line, Tage Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner. It's an absolute bona fide number one line in this league. They All three of them were lights out. Like, I mean, if they can come anywhere close to the same production, the Sabres are going to be in a really, really good situation. Dylan Cousins, at the ripe age of, what is he, 22 now? With his, with J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn, you can you can look for those players to explode and and really take the next step. I really do believe that cuz you have three players that are strong, they're skilled, they play the right way. I think that line's going to be
0: fantastic next year. 11 forwards signed? Are they bringing well, back Tyson Jones? Is, are there 12 now?
1: Skinner, Thompson, Cousins, Olofsson, Tuck, Greenway, Middlestat, Gergensen, Oposo, Krebs, Quinn, and Paterka. That's 12 players that are signed to contracts.
0: Same team, same forwards. Right now, right now.
1: Yes. Tyson Jost has not been signed, or maybe who who knows what they're going to do with him, Um Vinny Henestrosa is another player. I don't think that he will be back and that they have 12 guys, but they just signed, um, Rusick.
0: Yeah. They signed Rusick
1: and, and for me, he's a 20, he's, he's not 21. He's, he's a, a 24 year old player that played really well this year. um, in the minors. 56 points. He had 16 goals. You know, he got called up for, for two games. He had a golden assist
0: in two games with the it Sabres. looked really good. Forget the points. He looked really good.
1: He, he looked really, really good. In Is that the playoffs, a one-way
0: um, Got to be a one-way deal. So he signed a two-year deal. Two-year deal. One-way?
1: Two-year deal. It's a one-way deal making 775 This player most likely is going to be playing in the NHL next year. And if you if with how he's played, like he had 12 points in 14 games in, in the playoffs, he's a really, really good player all around. Okay. This is a player that you could see as a thirteenth forward. He makes seven seventy five, which is, you know, a perfect um salary cap hit for the team. Um well he's he's twenty four. It's perfect. From what I have heard about this player is he is a hell of a hockey player. He's a 200-foot player. He kills penalties. He plays the right way. Um, And I think this this is the type of player that you really do want as a depth forward in the NHL because if someone does get hurt, you have a guy who's not a young player anymore. He's 24 years old, and he's... He is going to be hungry. So so
0: I have a a theory, and I mean, listen, I'm sure there will be a move. Like, Victor Olofsson's been talked about a lot. I'm sure he'll be on the move. He probably wants out. Sabres want that money and need a different type of player. I really hope that all of this means, and maybe this is obvious, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's obvious, that they are going to put all their focus on defense now.
1: There's 12 forwards that are signed for the Buffalo Sabres right now. One of those for- forwards who would be the 13th forward would be Rusick. So they have 13 forwards. I do not think that they will sign Tyson Jost. That's just my opinion because I think that they they have who they want. My, my thought is this, that Victor Oleson will be moved out. He will be moved out. He has to be moved out. I'll say it. It's no disrespect of uh, Victor Olson. He's a goal scorer. He's a trigger guy. There needs to be a new player. If you, if I were to tell you that Victor Oleson is going to be the only move, OK, and people right now um, on Twitter are talking about, well, you know, if they move out Victor Olson it, it, it gives a spot to Savoy or Coolidge. And I'm like, fuck that. No, this isn't an experiment. Hell no. Experiments are over there. It's not even about experiment. It's not about the experiment side of things. It's about this teammate needs to make the fuck playoffs next year. And, and by bringing in Kulich or Savoy, who I don't, there is no rush whatsoever. You're talking about a Yari Kulich, who is 19 years old. He played in the American Hockey League at age 18, had 24 goals, had a really nice season. Okay. But there is zero, and I mean, zero rush. To bring him into an NHL lineup that is already the youngest in the NHL, I do not want to yeah, see right. Matt Savoy. That's, that's not going to not happen. Savoy. So,
0: so I mean, you're, you're that's they're not well, going to you know do what? that. Here's the thing. There's a lot of
1: people out there that are putting Coolidge in the lineup or putting Savoy in the lineup instead of Ol- Olsen. And the answer is hell no, man. I'm going to tell you, I have no problem with Zemgus Gergen coming back. People are thinking, oh, Rive is going to be all pissed off, this and that. And I'm like, no, I, he wouldn't be the guy that I would sign. Um, But I highly respect Zemgis Gergensen. I think he's he's exactly the type of player that you want. My only thought about not signing Gergensen is just bringing in someone that's fresh and new, and at the same time also giving Zemgus Gergensen an opportunity to go to another team
0: that actually can win. So let me ask you something: Why only thirteen forwards? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. It's not like you're stockpiled in Rochester with defense. What's the defense look like right now? I mean. Defense okay, why in, would you, in Rochester, why would you, you mean? Why or you defense move, in, if you move Victor Olofsson, how many forwards do you have?
1: You would have 12 with Rusick if, if you are thinking that he
0: is going to be a 13th forward. Okay. I would want them to bring back Tyson Jost. No way. Why? Why not? He,
1: I'll tell you why. Yeah, exactly. because they already have Tyson Jost in the organization. Who? His name's Sean Malone, and all the people that watch Rochester Americans, all the people that watch that team, know exactly what what I'm talking about. They do not need to go and sign Tyson Jost to a two million dollar uh, contract because they have. Sean Malone, who is ultimately the exact same player, exact same player. Uh, if, yeah, you like line, if you need a fourth line, you need a fourth line guy to come in. Sean Malone is exactly what you want. You don't need he's to go. Buffalo kid and, too. It, he he's exactly what you want. There's other players that are in the that are that are in the minors right now, like this Philip uh, Cedarquist or whatever. He's 22 years old. He had a hell of a season in the minors. He did. He played very well. Okay. Is he an NHL player? Uh, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say yes yet, but he is a guy that you can bring up if you need to. I don't think that they need Malone. That's just my feeling. They have 13 forwards. I think Victor Olsen Needs so why, to be why not moved. carry
0: 14 forwards? It's, it's the, the, the roster size is still 23 to start a season, correct? Correct. Okay. Odds are you're going to start with some guys on the IR. It's unavoidable. One guy, two guys. Season's yep. going to start that way. I don't, I don't, but but let's just say you start healthy. What's wrong with going 14-7-2? Like there, there's, I mean, I'd rather have two extra forwards flying around and an extra skate than, than a defenseman wasting his time here. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they have a shit ton in Rochester to have floating around here. Like, how many defense do they have right now? Dalene, Samuelson, Power, Yoki Haru, Stillman. Stillman. Bryson. Lebushkin. And Labushkin, Bryson. Well, Bryson can go to the minors. Kale Clegg is,
1: you know, I, I tell you, Kale Clegg when I he like played, Clegg. I thought was very, very solid. Kale Clegg last year for many games was put in a top four uh, position to play in in a, in a top four role, and he didn't falter. He played very well. I would
0: want him back.
1: The so let's say is, let's say I don't think there's scenario. an
0: NHL spot for him. Okay, well let's just say worst case scenario. I think there's more to Labushkin than what we saw last year. I think Labushkin was playing hurt all year long, and no one wants to factor that in. Do You remember that hit he threw in Edmonton? <laughs> he fucking killed somebody. I can't remember who it was. It was a kid. It was just yeah. a rookie in the league, and he hurt himself. And those injuries, as you would yeah. know, are very hard to come back from when you're a physical defenseman, period. Yes. So I think. I was gets, disappointed
1: in his, in his season. Yeah. I well, was disappointed in his season because I think we need desperately more from him. Yeah. Let me, in, let me in finish my In the style point. that he plays. Right. So. I didn't, I didn't see enough of the nastiness, the jam. Tough to do got- if you're hurt. Very very give much him a, so. I'm going Very to much give so. Him I don't benefit. know if he was hurt. You don't know if he was hurt. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, watching back to the days where he was in Toronto, it's like I
0: wanted to kill him when I was watching the game. because He signed he was- here as a UFA, did he not? You did. So it's not like he's coming here unhappy and not wanting to play here because he was traded here. Yes. He wanted to be here. He didn't play that way because that's who he is. He played that way because he was hurt. And you and I both know it. I've played with players just like him that can't function and be the same when they're hurt. And I've even heard Lindy Ruff say, now nah, he's hurt. He got beat on that side. He's that's his bad leg. Or he can't finish yeah. that guy. Like you hear coaches say it all the time. Like, ah, he got yeah. burned, but that's his bad side. He can't pivot. Like, that's that's so common. So what if you start the season? Like, remember, this was one point. This is one point. We're trying to get one or two more points. What if you start the season with Power and Labushkin? What if you start the season with Stillman and Clegg? No. No. What if that's oh. your worst? I'm just saying. What if that's Hell your worst no. case, What if that's your worst case scenario? What if they can't bring in free agents? To fill those spots? What if what that's type of free agency you're talking about? You're talking about a one with a, a, a U or a one with an R? You're talking about an what unrestricted free agent. Trades? What if you can't make the trades? What if you can't execute any moves to
1: bring trades in? Trades or trades, man. Trades are trades. You can make trades. That's how much you a, there, a different There's a difference of making a trade for a restricted free agent and there's a difference between signing a defenseman where the UFA period opens up. Buffalo is not a desirable place to come. It hasn't been for years, decades. Buffalo will never be. Even if, even if Buffalo is one of the top five teams in the league, it still won't be a desirable place to play. Because a lot of players have preconceived notions in their brains that Buffalo is a shithole, just like I did. I hated Buffalo. I hated playing against Buffalo. I hated the fans of Buffalo. I hated the coach of Buffalo. And most, most I hated the players on Buffalo. And then I got here and I haven't left. I left this goddamn place. I think that I think the Sabres have one of the greatest fan bases around. I I look back to the players that I played with. It was an an awesome experience for me, and I love it here. And people, players have
0: to get here to understand how great this place is. NHL draft coming up. A lot of people asking us uh, on social media, emails, DMs, about what the Sabres should be doing with the draft pick. There's mixed emotions on this one, too. Trade it, acquire a piece, keep it, move up. There's a whole bunch of different uh, theories out there. Curious to know what you're thinking. Okay. Why, don't you, why don't you go first this time? Why don't uh, you tell me I what feel, your thoughts are? Keep it and draft a defenseman. Stockpile defenseman, the best defenseman available or the best defenseman that you feel suits your plans, draft them and develop them slowly. So I, I guess I guess my question
1: to you would be this. Um The Sabres are in desperate need of a top-four defenseman, someone that's going to play on a nightly basis with Owen Power. When I say Owen Power, we're talking about a first overall draft pick that has not even come close to um, hitting a ceiling in this league. Okay, There needs to be a defenseman, a special defenseman, a certain type of defenseman, a player that can play big minutes on the other side of Owen Power. That is that is the number one thing that this team needs right now. Number one thing. Can we use the 13th overall pick to acquire that piece?
0: Are you asking me? I am I'm, I'm going am to asking I'm gonna use the 13th no. overall pick. No, you use all your other forwards that you have that you're overloaded with. Like, you just signed Rusick to a two-year deal. Well, that bumps Coolidge or Savoy or someone or the other first-rounder or the other first-rounder out of the lineup for two more years because you already have Paterka, you already have Quinn, you already have Cousins. Those are all draft picks from the last three, four years. So keep this pick. Develop a defenseman that will eventually step into your lineup when... Samuelson is out is at the end of his contract, and this guy now is coming in at year five of Samuelson's deal. Someone like that. And and use your Savoy's, your second round picks, next year's picks, to go and acquire the piece that you need. You have who who do you have? You have Coolidge, you have Savoy, you have the other kid you draft. You drafted three center in the first round last Roseanne. year. Roseanne. You drafted three centermen last year in the first round for a reason, not because they're going to be one, two, three centermen in your your organization in years to come. Well, listening to Thomas, the highest price trade pieces are young centermen when it comes to forwards. Yeah, yes, they are, Uh,
1: and right-handed defensemen. And there's a right-handed defenseman that played in the Swiss league last year that I think is—is he not from? Austria? Is he not from where Vanner lives? He's talking about David uh, Reinbacker or something like that. He He's a big kid. He's got a great, great NHL frame already at the age of uh, 17, turning 18. He's 6'2", 185 pounds. Once Vanner talked about and spoke about, this is the kid that was doing an interview and, and uh, the interviewer Asked this David Rheinbacker about, um, you know, what what are your thoughts on, you know, Thomas Vanek, and he said that he is the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that of uh, of Austria. Of Austria, and Vanner was laughing about it. And Vanner on one of the pods, uh, you know, a week, two weeks ago, was saying that this kid is the real deal, insanely high skill. Beautiful skater, an incredible size of this kid. He, he's offensive, he's defensive. And for me, a lot a lot of people are comparing this kid to Mort Sider, the defenseman from uh
0: the Detroit Red Wings. Well, I hate to break it to you, but um a, almost every mock draft has this uh Ryan kid going in the top ten. Excellent we're 13 and i am
1: not a huge proponent of uh moving up in the draft okay but when you need when you need a defenseman a right-handed defenseman in your lineup maybe not next year but for for 10 years to come after this he is a kid that i would move up for i think he is an How absolute high. He's a no-brainer. I mean, a
0: no-brainer pick. How high do you move up for
1: him? Well, listen. I mean, you're you're gonna have to go and do your due diligence. That's what this is all about. You have to sit at the draft, and it's like it's like uh, the roulette table. You know, you don't know. You have to every single pick.
0: Are one, two, to be, three spoken for? Oh my God! Top five spoken for, PD. Is it okay? top five spoken for
1: yeah fantilly you have uh Connor bedard obviously yeah you have the carlson from sweden yeah you have uh the smith kid yeah um from the ND- ndp mitch Koff. mitch cough okay they say that mitch cough's going to fall a little bit in the draft for me it's like he's not coming here with for sure 100 in, in the next two years because he has a contract with his russian team that being said. I wouldn't want that kid for the next couple of years. If I'm if I'm Mike Greer, if I'm Michael Greer and I am looking at this kid where everything that's talked about with Mitchkov is that his skill set is mind-boggling. His yeah, puck handling yeah. and his confidence is on the same page as Connor Bedard, okay? But he's Russian. And you don't kind of know when you're going to get him. So if, if you're Mike Greer and you're basically stalking and rebuilding everything, why would you even want Mitch Koff for another two years? Let, let the San Jose Sharks falter and fail and go through their tough times. And then when this kid is honing his skills and an absolute shredding the KHL, you're going to bring him over at the age of 20 or 21 and he's going to step into the league and he's going to shred it. I mean, shred it right from day one. So I think Mitch Koff's going to be a top five pick.
0: Okay. So now you're looking to trade up to six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. So yeah. I, I, again, it's depending on you're going to swap what you're first. looking
1: for. The Philadelphia Flyers pick number seven. Are they going to be picking a defenseman? Or are they going to be picking a a forward? They need they, offense. They need dynamic offense. Arizona coyotes. Need offense. You're talking about Ryan Leonard. Ryan Leonard was the was the player that played with um the Smith kid, Will Smith. Both those two guys were on the same line and they absolutely crushed it. It was like the Jack Hughes slash Cole Caulfield thing. Okay. So you have to take into account Ryan Leonard. You have to take into account Oliver Moore, another player that was on the national development program. Like there's there is a ton of elite forwards in the draft to move up into that area. You're going to, it's going to, it's going to cost you a lot. It's going to cost you a lot, but if you identify, and I'm just saying, if the Sabres identify David Reinbacker as the, as the player that they want and there's no one like him, then I would be looking to move up and it's going to cost you. I hate it. It's going to cost you, but if this is a no brainer player that is going to play a very long time in this league, but he's a very, very, very good defenseman. So I don't know what the deal is going to be, PD. I don't know the draft picks. Whether yeah, it's right. going to be, right. well, you know, a, a, a Noah Osland or maybe it's a a, a, a Roseanne. Um, I don't know what the deal would entail. But if I in this draft in particular at thirteen, I would want to try and move up to get David Ryanbacker.
0: That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Revey 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.